You're listening to the Talking Forest Podcast with your host, Kendra Burns. In today's world, it's important to communicate your story online, and Kendra can help you by diving into social media and providing you with free tips and insights on how to build your organic social media following and shine online. Having been raised low-income, first in her family to go to college, and a proud international military spouse, Kendra develops creative media content across many social media platforms from anywhere in the world. Her inspiration comes from the people who give her hope and believe in her so she can believe in you. Follow the Talking Forest podcast today to see how she lives the dream of a traveling virtual entrepreneur and get your tech tips as we keep up with the latest on social media. Welcome to the Talking Forest podcast. This is Kendra Burns, your host, and I'm really excited to bring a guest on. His name is Christian Church. He's out of Idaho, and he's been working for the Forest Service. He's a consulting forester, and I really kind of am interested in seeing his background. He's been in the industry for 22 years, so you have a great energy about you, and I'll have you introduce yourself and talk about how it all got started. Welcome, Christian. Well, thank you, Kendra. I just want to thank you again for um, for having me here. Um, okay, again, my name is Christian Kirsch. I am currently working for the U.S. Forest Service on the St. Joe Ranger District um, as the harvest inspector. Um, I just uh, recently got this job um, as a, a SAS pathways position. Um, so I'm just kind of settling in, uh, getting to know where I'm at, but I came from um, the same um, forest, the Idaho Panhandle. Um, I was just up north in Coeur d'Alene, um, on the Coeur d'Alene River Ranger District, um, as the crew lead for the timber crew for the past four years. Um, you know, this is a great forest. It's very productive. Um, I believe last year we were at an 80 million board feet um, cut. Um, you know, like you said, I have 22 years experience um, in the industry. Um, I started, I cut my teeth way back um, a while ago. <laughs> yeah, of course. I was, yeah, I know. When, when you start reflecting, it's like, whoa, holy moly. Um, but yeah, I, I was a mentor. I kind of was under the wing of a fourth generation logger for about four to five years. Um, and then I decided to go out on my own, bought a skitter and uh, started doing my own logging, um, and, and that kind of morphed into being, you know, I, I worked for private industry, um, government agencies, I've done the Idaho, the Idaho Department of Lands, direct sales, um, I've worked with um, uh, the Yakima Indian Reservation, you know, where I had a uh, house log operation, we had a log yard in Goldendale, we're selling our house logs into Montana, um, you know, that, then the company grew a little bit further and I started doing um, just more forestry work, so fuels reduction, and I was a contractor here in Idaho for the Northern Counties for about seven years. The uh, FireSmart program, which the counties were getting grant money uh, from the government to implement uh, fuels reduction work on the ground, and we were also doing individual homes. So then it was a free to the homeowner. We would uh, create a defensible fire space. Um, and to also do uh, shade fuel breaks where needed. Um, and then we did that for a long time. Um, 
you know, the 08, 09 crash kind of happened. Yeah. Um, yeah, the bottom kind of fell off for me being a small guy. It was kind of hard to find work. Um, so I went off to fight fires. I had good friends that were in the um, contracting world. So they were crew bosses on crews. Got hold of them. Went to work for a GFP out of Sisters. It was on a Type 2 um, hand crew, IA hand crew for, for a little bit as their lead saw. Um, decided after that, decided to come back to Idaho. Um, back to logging, started doing some things again, and then I decided to go to school to get my degree. Um, went to Spokane Community College, which is a SAF accredited um, two-year program. Um, got my degree there uh, and also got my GIS certificate. And then I've currently been working on trying to get my bachelor's. Um, so, you know, as, I, as you get a little older, it's a little harder uh, <laughs> to, to achieve those types of goals. I'm not 20 years old and can't, I can't do that. But, um, but yeah, just so I have a wide range of experience in the industry and, yeah. and uh, decided to uh, to switch gears kind of midstream and not really change my career, but just kind of change the direction. And, yeah. you know, I had, I had um, you know, in the past tried to get foresters positions, but didn't have the degree and, you know, hit that wall of, oh, you need the piece of paper. You have the experience, but you need a piece of paper. So now I'm achieving the piece of paper part of it. You know, I've got the got the job. Uh, took a while to get into the Forest Service. It's not, it's not yeah. an easy task. No. Uh, <laughs> and it took me a while. Know, yeah. It took me a while to even, you know, yeah. work for the state, um, going into state parks as a park aide. And I worked in human resources, so I got to see some of the ways that people um, rose to the top. And it would take them, like you say, and just within the state of, 20 years to get to uh, yeah. executive level and that's really cool that you've really just tried all the things and figured out that you needed that piece of paper and now your foot is in the door in the forest service and that yeah. it can happen that way or you can get your your paper and and it'll take you a few years I noticed that out of college I didn't have a field position to go into even though I applied for 50 of them uh, you know, the just right. having six months of internships wasn't enough experience to mm-hmm. get me in the field. Right. So I landed in offices naturally since that's what I was good at. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I can see that. And I was just on a small business career panel last night, and we were talking about how you can, with a consulting business, you can have a business plan. However, I think with what you're saying here is that your business plan definitely changed and it's just that it's, it's a plan and I'm figuring that out. I didn't used to be, you know, a podcaster. I've just gotten up and and done the podcasting because it's something our industry needs. So it's, it seems like you switched with the demand. Yeah, I guess so in a way. I mean, I had, Years ago, um, a mentor, um, Larry Eisenberg, he was the project manager for the Fire Smart program that I talked about, and he had been, you know, in the industry all his career. And he pushed me back then, like, you need to get your degree because 
baby boomers are going to be going out and there's going to be a huge changeover and there's going to be a lot of opportunities out there for good foresters and people that know what they're doing. And so that, that was always in my mind. And I had tried, you know, there was, there was, you know, in, in that time frame, I went to school for a couple semesters and I'd be like, Oh, I can't, I can't afford this. I got to work. Cause I, you know, I do have three daughters. Um, you know, now the two are older. I'm 2018 and my youngest is 10. So I've always kind of, that's always been my driving force is I have family. So I, I can't, you know, I have to support them. Right. It's hard to kind of do that with school, you know. <laughs> yes. But uh, but but having but having that mentor and him, you know, putting that seed in my mind, I I was always in the back of my mind. And that's what made made me that final decision of like, okay, I need to I need to do it. You know, I just need to pull the plug and and make it happen. Yeah. Um, you know, set set that goal. You know. Yeah, and yeah. that having the vision and and actually reaching that at some point is really great but uh, as I was going through my uh, the same degree the forest resources management AAS um, I just fell in love with the process and for me I learned after getting a full-time job out of my bachelor's degree that I actually enjoyed school more than working (laughs) (laughs) I was like darn it that is funny. Yeah, no, there's there, you know, there's definitely a, a good balance there, you know. Um, yeah, I, I I can definitely dig on some school, you know, but I also like I like to get out into the woods and and wander around and yeah. uh, use and use that use that degree and use that knowledge that you've learned and um, it, to implement it. It says onto, that you have a you know, onto the ground a GIS certificate, but. Um, that's sitting down at a computer, and I did it a few times here and there for some internships, but I haven't been back on GIS. Have you been using that practically? <laughs> no, that's that's funny how you say that because because no, I I I haven't. Um, it's kind of going to probably be lost by the time I want to get back on there. <laughs> the software is probably um, developed. Yeah, so I my my new position. I, I was just actually talking to the GIS lady the other day that they need to have access to the certain drive, to the T drive, because I don't really know what capacity I'm going to be using GIS. And I'm at least going to want to learn, not learn. I need to have access to to make maps and just just general kind of GIS stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my new position, I won't be doing any kind of cell layout or or um, uh, contract work or anything like that. I mean, I am going to be helping. The timber crew, um, you know, it seems like a lot, uh, but yeah, I won't be, I won't be doing any of the initial setup. Yeah. But, yeah, it was handy, so I, and I did of, enjoy that work, but it was uh, one of those things: use it or, or lose it. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. No, it's really cool. It's a drive. I mean, we're we're on a wave of technology. That it's going to be really interesting how when it all settles out where where it all lays because we have GIS and we have lidar and we mm-hmm. have drones and we have all this new technology that are starting to come together and I mean I, I get I hear a lot of murmur from all, a lot of the dirt foresters and techs of like oh well, that's taking our job you know which in some ways it probably will because that's just the nat- you know that's 
people, but yeah, but I don't. I still think you, need, you still there's still going to be need of boots on the ground and, and yeah, you know, and, and people, especially with forest management, you know, and you know ecosystem management. Um, uh, you need to be. You can't just can't be completely detached. I have a, that's, I think you're losing losing some of it, but yeah. I have a good example of this. So after living in Europe. I'm realizing that their speed cameras that take pictures of your license plate are very efficient and they have police. However, they're not like state patrol. They're not hanging out on the highway giving people tickets because it's more efficient to just take a picture of your vehicle and send you a ticket in the mail. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty crazy, huh, that they can do that. Yeah. But, but I think they have, I mean, I'm pretty sure they have that in Seattle Portland. I feel like I know they have it in Portland. Yeah, yeah. So those are some yeah. of the new up-and-coming ways of uh, being efficient. And, yeah, it's definitely interesting how it'll play out, like you said. So out of everything that you've been doing and all the years of experience, I know, I know you have a lot here, um, but I want you to kind of sum it up and – what has been your biggest accomplishment this far, just in general, thus far? Right. Well, in general, for life, I would just say, man, my kids and family. Aww. You know, that's that's always been, yeah, that's been an important, important driver for me. Um, you know, career-wise, um, I, you know, that's that's a tough one. I don't know if I've been there yet. I don't know if I made that huge accomplishment. I think getting this job in the Forest Service was a big accomplishment in my career. Um, I didn't know if I could do it. <laughs> you know, I didn't know if I could wade through it. Um, I've had some big accomplishments with projects, um, you know, that, that were big big projects that were, you know, a good accomplishment. Um, but you know, right now, I, I would say my kids and, and this job, you know, like I said, it was, it was, uh, it was a tough road, road to hoe. And, um, for me with this, like I, you know, as some people don't know, the, the process with federal hiring, you know, a lot of jobs are hired within. Yeah. And uh, they don't, and they don't give the, they don't give the opportunity to a lot of, to the normal folk. And, yeah. um, yeah. I learned so that they, in state so government. They, right. So it's, you know, they, they call it a merit, the merit positions. And, and if you're a seasonal, they just, they just, now it's called the Land Workforce Act or something like that. Some acronym, government like acronyms. Yeah. Um, but it allows seasonals if you have 24 months of service, you're allowed to um, apply for merit positions, which that's kind of what was my driving force. To not, I kind of backed off of school a little bit so I could work a full season to to get that time. And, and then when I lo and behold. It came down to getting this job, and it, it, I ended up getting it as a pathway, which was a recent grad, and was able to, you know, go mm-hmm. through that with that SAS, and you know, and I don't know if I did touch on this before, but I am, you know, I'm highly involved in SAS, and you know, I'm our our local um, Selkirk chapter chair, and I was the secretary for probably about five years, and you know, so that was that was good to have all that kind of playing together, and. Um, but yeah, I think right now that is probably the biggest like, awesome accomplishment is, is to be, uh, get a permanent position with the Forest Service. Oh, yeah. I would say that as well. And it's just definitely one of those things where you took the a long road to get there, but all your experience in your consulting 
being under your your wings and, and having all that definitely um, will help you in different ways in this position. And you may be able to mentor people as well with the experience that you have. And, you know, you bring that to the table, which is really awesome. If, if I was hired under you to go do something in the field, I'd be, you know, just so excited because of the experience that you do have. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. No, and I, and I do, and I, and I try to, um, the best I had, you know, the past few years running the timber crew and, and even just my most recent experience is try to impart that little bit of knowledge that I do have because it, it needs to be shared, you know, and I was very lucky to work under the old guard, you know, and, and be taught from the old school. Yeah. Um, so, it, and that's, and that's, you know, you can the benefit to me. Definitely carry that forward. Absolutely. Absolutely. So then, um, the big question of the day, I, you know, wanted to ask this to most people just to see where they are on the personality spectrum. Do you consider yourself introverted or extroverted? Yeah, well, I mean, and I'm sure you're seeing a forestry podcast, you probably, this is, you know, of course, all foresters are introverts, right? Right. <laughs> that is the assumption, but I also want to make yeah, people, right. yeah. <laughs> I want them to understand uh, that not everyone uh, is introverted. Right. Uh, I, you know, I, I battle, I go back and forth. I, I you know, I, I, I think I did that personality test years ago and I can't remember what exactly came out of it. I feel like I'm more of an introvert. Um, but I do have extrovert um, aspects to me. Um, if I get comfortable with somebody or, or comfortable in a situation, I will you know, open up more and more. Um, but I also know as an introvert, as somebody that likes to wander and rather talk to trees, wander in the woods and stuff, yeah. um, I, I have to put myself out there. I have to put myself in uncomfortable situations to make myself a better person, to to make myself that extrovert, you know, um, because I don't think you're going to achieve those things unless you make yourself uncomfortable, you know. Um, That's really good advice. You don't know what you, yeah, you don't know what you can do until you're, you are and you are put in those awkward situations, yes. you know. Um, so it's, I think, you know, if anything, you know, I, I, I go back and forth, but ultimately I am an introvert. Yeah. I definitely need that downtime to decompress, and I'm learning that when I attend conferences with a group of folks, even, like, carpooling uh, is hard for me because I feel like I won't get my own time, and I do need the hermit little, you know, crawl in the little bungalow (laughs) and not think about anything or anyone for a little while. Uh, It definitely is hard when it comes to conferences because they're very energetic. So yeah, that's, I get that. And then extroverted, I am, you know, just like you, I'm able to be, and I want to love people and be all about people. Um, But there are times where it just, I just want to crawl in a hole for just a little bit. (laughs) Right. That's why, yeah. That's why. Right. That's why digging soil pits is fun because literally, <laughs> you dig yourself a hole to hang out in. Yeah, exactly. I know. Yeah, I hear you. That's. And I think for me too, it's like I'm an only child, so like I was raised 
by myself. So like I'm used to being by myself. Oh, okay. So that so that that they're having that kind of foundation already uh, doesn't. Yeah. It's easy for me to go to go in. So. So next question: so, uh, What is your favorite social media platform and why? You know, I'm kind of behind the times. Um, I don't do Twitter or um, all that other jazz that the kids are doing. Uh, <laughs> Snapchat. Uh, I I pretty much just do Facebook. Um, you know, I I've, I think I still have a Reddit. I've been on Reddit a little bit, um, but yeah, I'm still stuck in the Facebook world. Uh, but it seems to do do its purpose for me, um, you know. And I also uh, run the uh, Inland Empire's SAS Soccer Chapter page um, on Facebook, also. Okay, yeah. So you're experiencing some of it and seeing some of the other avenues that are popping up, and so yeah, you're you're able to still focus on your work and not get distracted. Right, yeah, try try to. <laughs> well, for the most part, I mean, where I where I work, we don't have service ninety percent right. of the time. So <laughs> awesome. So I can't I, I can't get distracted by my phone. So <laughs> so it's an easy it's an easy thing for me. Wow. But at home, on the other hand, that's it's another thing. You know, I yeah. have to remind myself to to uh, to to be cognizant of not to yeah. try to. Pay attention to my phone too well, much. You know, a trick I that I have. I think that's a problem with everybody right now. Yeah. A trick that I have is I put my phone in a drawer and I forget about it for an hour or so. That's probably that's, that's a good that's a good tip, actually. But remember which drawer you put it in. Sure. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, see, that would probably take me a while to find it because I probably just forget which drawer I put it in. That's funny. Yeah, so. Um, you spoke about your some of your role models. Uh, do you have any more mentors or role models that you want to mention? Yes. Uh, you know, uh, it's funny, not not really off the top of my head right now. Uh, to kind of play it back into what's going on in my career, you know, I'm a, a pathways position recent grad. Um, so in in that, um, we, I have to pick a mentor. Um, so I, I picked a, a one of our. Timmersale administrators on, on our panhandle um, that I've worked with before. He works in another district, and he actually um, graduated from uh, Spokane Community College, so we kind of have the same alma mater, and we, and we also have a connection. Uh, we've worked together in the past four years, and I've done some harvest inspecting for him in the past. So he's going to be my new mentor, and I'm excited for that because he, he's got... Um, you know, many years as a timber sale administrator um, with the Forest Service, and he does his job very well. Um, so I'm excited for that because I think mentoring is is very important, um, and I think there should probably be more of it. Um, and then, you know, right now I've been listening to a lot of Jordan Peterson, and I don't know if you're familiar with the man, but um, he's excellent. And if anybody could read his books or listen to his podcasts or any of his lectures, I would. I would highly suggest um, anything that he has um, because he, he is excellent. Oh, yeah, definitely. And so then those are the folks that you've been able to learn from and grow with 
And actually, there's a lot of people out there who I follow just to be motivated by. Right. And Absolutely. Some of that Absolutely. knowledge that you may not have thought of or you may not be able to reach, they have. And just being in that network kind of gives you that flow and you're able to talk to folks and get to know some of the different angles in, in what you're, you're doing in your sector. Uh, oh, no, and just uh, across your life, it's always good to see, you know, the full spectrum. Yeah. And not be compartmental and not be compartmentalized and, and be you know, have such a narrow view of things. Yeah. So, no, I I agree. Uh so what motivates you to get out of bed? I know we talked about your children, so they've probably been loud. <laughs> yeah, well yeah, yeah, no, it's, they are. <laughs> not so much. They're they're getting older, so they're not quite as loud. Um you know, geez, I, I love my dog. Yeah. You know, really, what it what it boils down what it really boils down to is is I love my job and I I love getting up every morning and going to work. You know, and then you know you know we got the other aspect of it. It's like we all have bills to pay, so we kind of have to. You know, you know? We, we really don't get a choice. I'd much rather just go for a little walks and read philosophy or whatever and golf all the time. But you know we can't do that. So. <laughs> You know, yeah. uh, but I do love my job and I love my profession and my career is awesome. And, you know, I, I, I don't care if it's snowing or raining. I love getting up and going to work every day. Yeah, absolutely. And you're in some of the Cascade Range area where that snow would come in more often than not. Uh, I grew up on the coast, Washington State, so we were lucky to get snow for four days out of the year. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, you know, we were here, we were in May. I drove through snow piles up in the mountains yesterday, so yeah. there's still, still some snow. <laughs> there hasn't snowed in a while, but there's still snow holding in the road. So. Oh, yeah. So then, uh, just to get to know you a little bit more, what are your extra activities, things that you do outside of work? Well, I, you know, I kind of touched on my SAS, Society of American Foresters. Um, that is kind of my other... Um, extracurricular and um, society type activity and I really I enjoy golfing that has been my my biggest past probably about four or five years I never really thought I would pick up golf uh, but now uh, mm-hmm. I'm it's a passion of mine hmm. and I from really logging to I golfing really yeah right you would never would have thought but it's it's you know it's very calming and it is very mental, it's a mental game, and it's 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 you, you know, it's it's, it's you in the golf course, which I, I like I said, I never <laughs> I would like it, but I'm super, it's it, it's awesome, I love it, so I can't get enough of it. Well, that's cool. And I can do it when I'm, and I can and you can do it when you're retired, so that's, that's uh, the, the plus, right? It's not a retired <laughs> person sport. <laughs> yeah, right. No, people get scholarships to go golfing, so, you know. <laughs> I'm right. No, I know. I was actually trying to work with one, one of the girls to try to, to do that because there's a lot of opportunities for, I believe, for girls, um, more so for boys because there's not many girl golfers. Yeah. You know, for scholarship opportunities in school and stuff. So, yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. That's cool. So you're a role model for them in that in that sport. Um so speaking of being a role model, what are your most valuable tips to tell our listeners 
And do you have anything else you would like to add today? I, you know, just to go kind of back to Jordan Peterson, you know, it's like, listen carefully and always tell the truth. You know, um, I think yeah. that's, that's a pretty powerful thing. It's hard to be um, someone who you're not. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, to keep yourself at that high standard to always, to always tell the truth. You know, not to not to deviate from that. Um, you know, uh, it's it's good to to hold yourself at that high standard, um, and to also you know to to pursue what is meaningful. You know, and and not what and not what is expedient. Um, you know, when you want to do something that is going to um, help you achieve, not just you know monetary things but you know what's good for your soul what's good for your mind what's good for other people you know um, I think that's really important I think we I think as, as a society people have lost a lot of that yeah and I think with forestry it's automatically the foundation of it is that the fact that it is our passion so then it's really helpful yes. when we are out in the woods yes. because we're naturally healthy just because it's part of our soul and who we are mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super important, and in the legacy too of that of you know just being forest management and life in general, um, because a lot of times with uh, decisions that foresters are making, you might not see the outcome in your lifetime. You know, right. like you're 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 building that foundation for the future generation. You know, um, for for them, you know, to have that um, resource or you know the ecosystem that you preserve. The Seeds that you plant today may not be the fruit that you see tomorrow. Correct. Yep, correct. So that's what's really cool about foresters is that they're so darn passionate, but the tree stands that they've been managing, they may not be able to see it in the 60, 70 year rotation. Mm -hmm. So they're just kind of handing it off to other generations. And I think that's where we're coming in and, you know, saying, Hey, I want to, learn about whatever I can, learn about all the things from, you know, some of those older generations that you learned from, and now you're going to be able to pass that down to the younger generations below you as you're working with the Forest Service. Yes, absolutely. And, and with SAS and, and even future generations without reaching to the you know, school kids, you know, like last last week I actually went and volunteered for with the Idaho Forestry Contest, and it's they, you know, it's been going on for 37 years, and they get all the local kids. They, you know, they have forestry clubs at their schools, and they come out and they learn about forestry. We teach them how to measure trees, and they dig soil pits, and they do tree ID, and they learn about silviculture, and learn about water quality, and you know, like those, those are things important to outreach to the public and let them know um, forestry is awesome and it is cool, and and um, you know, we need to foster those relationships. Absolutely. So it's been great having you on today, and I'm excited for the future of what you're passing down to not only your children, but the generations that will come and all the outlets that we have with schools and Society American Foresters. Um, so it's really cool to hear your your outtake and, and how you, you know, were a consulting uh 
you were a logger, a consulting forester, and you know now you're in the the, the big the big guns, the Forest Service, and uh, it's been right. a a delight to hear what you do and and how you've been impacting the forestry community. So thanks, and we'll we'll be looking forward to what you're up to in five years. Excellent. Well, thank you, Kendra. This was this was awesome. It was, it's a pleasure. All right. You have a great day. Yeah, you too.